All right. We are live. We haven't gone live on all the platforms in a long time. Just got an interesting article sent over to me from my buddy Sean Yurtkron from the Daily Beast. I do not make it a habit of reading far left rags like the Daily Beast, but this is actually something that's pretty interesting and they make a good point in here until, of course, they get into all the far right nonsense. They actually defend Tate's COVID policies in this article. And if you aren't familiar with the Daily Beast, they are a, again, a far left, far left rag. Donald Trump hating, Republican hating, uh, Democrat rag, something similar to the Mississippi Free Press or the Jackson Free Press um, in a local and statewide type organization, they would be big supporters of Chakwe Lumumba. We'll just say that. I'm just checking one thing here, and we're going to get into this. We're streaming live on Instagram for the first time ever. So if you're on the Save Jackson Instagram, shout out to you. We're supposed to be anyway. So if you're seeing us there, Thank you for tuning in. If you're not, if that ain't working, oh well. <laughs> All right, let's just jump in. I'm going to read this to you, and I'm going to break it down as we go here. This is on the Daily Beast. Could Mississippi actually elect a Democrat governor? They act like we ain't had one before. <laughs> well, they, had a, they had like Decrats didn't run this state forever, and that Ronnie Musgrove wasn't a governor here. <laughs> Feel free to comment if you want. I'll pull the comments up at the end of reading this. Let's just jump straight in here. <clears throat> I should have just done the listen to this article thing instead of me having to read it. Anyway, how is a Democrat on track to potentially unseat an incumbent Republican governor in a deeply conservative state? <laughs> well, I know. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves has never been a popular governor. His first win in 2019 hinged on 11th our endorsement from then-President Donald Trump that barely bumped him across the 50% line needed to win against the state's former Attorney General Jim Hood, a conservative Democrat. Even, if, even after Trump's Hail Mary validation, Reeves squeaked out of victory with just 51.9% of the vote. Hey, all it takes is, all it takes is, is, uh, is more than 50%. I mean, he won. I mean, tells you how close elections are. Anyway, it says, this time, with the 2023 election less than two weeks away, Trump noticeably hasn't endorsed Reeves for re-election. The, incumbent, the incumbent's biggest problem is that Reeves, and here's, here's the part that I got sent to me that really made this jump out, because anybody that questions how tyrannical Tate's COVID policies were, the Daily Beast is defending it. That's how I read this. It said the incumbent's biggest problem is that Reeves can't fully appease the far-right voting base who have a long memory of safety measures he recommended during the pandemic. They were more, they were more than recommendations. We'll get to that. That he recommended during the pandemic, such as mask mandates, short-term business and school closures, and limits on the size of indoor gatherings. 
to the state's ultra-conservative white voting base, 90% of the white voters in the state vote Republican, these health measures, which were advised by the state's chief health officer, Minnie Mingala, I mean, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, and which were basic standards nationwide equated to tyranny and betrayal. It was absolutely tyranny and betrayal. And I like how they said, where was it? Measures he recommended. He recommend. I bet you all those damn business owners who were forced to shut down, who the State Alcohol Beverage Commission gave massive fines to and pulled their liquor licenses for still opening, I bet they would have loved to have known that these were just simply recommendations. They would have loved, these were, oh, they were just recommendations. All the churches that were shut down, guys, psych. It was just a recommendation. You didn't have to do it. Your kids that got kicked out of school because they refused to wear a mask, it was just a recommendation. Woo-wee. Let's continue. Hit share wherever you're, wherever you're watching this and tag Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley. I'm trying to get them to come on my show, both of them. Let's see if we can make it happen. No softball Paul here, though. There's going to be real questions from a real Mississippian. Anyway, MAGA Republican candidate and my good friend, Robert Foster, who ran against Reeves in 2019, suggested Reeves need to make a, needs to make a public apology for accepting the recommendations of Dobbs and Dr. Anthony Fauci if he wants to prevent Republican voters from punishing him by skipping the ballot altogether. Reeves has other sins the right wants to atone for as well, like his failure to support MAGA candidate Chris McDaniel for lieutenant governor and signing the bill that finally required, I mean, that retired the state's hospi- the hospitality state's Confederate flag. It's no matter that Reeves is still sanctioned the month of April as Confederate Heritage Month or that the state still officially celebrates Robert E. Lee's birthday on Martin Luther King Jr. June, on Martin Luther King Jr.'s day. Extreme right voters are fixated on his concession to anyone to the left. Let me clear this up. I consider myself far right. America first. Actually, I don't necessarily consider myself far right, but if these things, if these things make me far right, then I guess I am what I am. I was for changing the state flag. Don't necessarily like the way they did it, but we have a representative government, and I will argue anybody who wants to argue that to the 10th power. We have a representative government. That's what we signed up for. The flag's gone. Let's move on from it. Nobody's, nobody, no legit amount of voters are holding that against Tate, that it's going to swing an election. I truly don't believe that. That's just me personally. Let's see here. What else? I don't think people really care that he didn't support Chris McDaniel. Chris McDaniel had a lot of supporters, no doubt about it. Uh, I thought his lack of support for the lieutenant governor said enough. Yeah, I don't think he had to publicly support Chris when he wasn't publicly supporting Delbert. And look, if y'all know me, if you've watched any more than five minutes of me, I'm not the biggest Tate Reeves supporter. (laughs) This COVID stuff, I'm that guy. I'm the guy they're talking about in these COVID things. Uh, Confederate Heritage Month, I could I could live without it. But if we, we let's do away with the other one too. Let's uh, how about we just celebrate Mississippi history and American history, not Confederate history, not Black history. Why don't we just celebrate you know American history or Mississippi history? I'd be great with that. But tell tell the whole truth now on both sides. 
So there's no need to feel like you got to have a Confederate and a black history separately of it. That, that tells you somebody's history is bullshit. When you got to have three different versions of history taught, Confederate history, black history, and American history, somebody's version ain't right. I digress. <clears throat> and while stalwart conservatives can never be fully placated, reasonable voters are also dissatisfied with Reeves for his seemingly endless ties to scandals during his time as lieutenant governor or governor. Just over $98 million worth of scandals, to be precise. Now, this is where they lose me. I, I have no interest in this TAMP stuff. I don't think Tate had anything to do with it. I think the Democrats who, who want to be mad about this are already not voting for Tate. I don't think this is a needle mover at all with conservatives. And I think Brandon Presley found that out by shifting his, candidate, his campaign to Medicare expansion, Medicaid expansion. Anyway, the numerous disgraces involve misappropriated money from the Federal Temporary Assistance for Needy Families TAMF program, in which nearly $100 million in TAMF funds were redirected from working poor families into the pockets and pet projects of friends of the governor. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre cashed in $1.1 million for speaking engagements, at which he never appeared. Favre's asked for a volleyball arena at his alma mater and mine, the, the person writing this, and mine, the University of Southern Mississippi, drained another $6.1 million in tent funds. Now, keep in mind, that went too. They still built a volleyball arena on a state college campus. Anyway, Reeves' friends, former professional wrestler Ted DiBiase and his son Ted Jr. received over $2 million from their Christian nonprofits. Reeves' personal trainer Paul Lacoste got $1.3 million for his fitness boot camp program. Millions of dollars went on football tickets, Christian music concerts, and conservative lobbyists. You know, Paula Cost is really getting a bad end of this deal. Everybody, everybody else would have, would have accepted that same deal. Paul broke no laws. Now, I've never met Paula Cost. He went to Mississippi State. I'm a Mississippi State fan. That's where my knowledge of Paula Cost stops and starts. But Paul got, in a bad, got the bad end of this deal, and he'll never, his name will never get back to where it was just because he had the audacity to accept a state contract. Let's see here. Then there was Reeves' repeated use of the state's personal jet for uh, business, campaign trips, and even a Mardi Gras ball. I do have a problem with that. I sat here yesterday and I did a video about the mayor of Louisiana, LaToya, the destroyer Cantrell, using police escorts to go all around Essence Festival. I, have, I don't like the, the mayor of, of Jackson, Having personal security, he wants to. If his policies are so bad that he needs personal security as a mayor, he needs to pay for that. I can say the same for Tate Reeves with his uh, MHP stuff. With you know, with having personal security. Just my opinion. You take the job, you take what comes with it. Anyway, continuing, Reeves is also disliked for his profound refusal to expand Medicaid, which would allow two hundred thirty thousand Mississippians health care coverage. 90% of which would be covered by the federal government. It would also bring in $1.3 billion in federal relief to the state's bankrupt hospitals that have been in crisis since 2005, or as long as we've had a Republican governor in office. The expansion would save countless lives and improve the standard of living for hundreds of thousands of people in the poor state in the union. I guess I'm just going to break down every paragraph as we go here, because I want there's just things that are hitting me that I feel like I need to get off my chest. 
I don't have a problem with the expansion of Medicaid. I have a problem here with them pretending they care about people's health care. If you cared about people's health care, we would start paying attention to what we allow children to eat at a young age, the obesity epidemic in this state. Everybody got all in a tizzy about COVID and suddenly caring about health care when the overwhelming majority of sickness could have been prevented by being in good health, taking vitamins and whatnot. Now, does that have covered everybody? Absolutely not. I'm not oblivious to that fact. But a lot of overweight people with diabetes and all this stuff could have been avoided. Their deaths could have been avoided with health, with, with proper dieting. Anyway, so Reeves' corruption, his negligence, and his, and his unpopularity with the right and center are the primary reasons an incumbent Republican is polling neck and neck with a Democrat in one of the deepest red states in the country. <clears throat> Let's see here. Brandon Presley is, I'm sorry, he is not a... I said, let me see, let me read that again. So Reeves' corruption, his negligence, and his unpopularity with the right and center are the primary reason an incumbent Republican is polling neck and neck with a Democrat. Okay, got it. And it says, you may not have heard of Brandon Presley, but he's the challenger on Reeves' heels. Like anyone with a shot at winning here, he's a social conservative, pro-life, pro-gun, evangelical Christian who's opposed to trans health care. The second cousin of Elvis, yes, that Elvis, He's even repurposed the anti-Biden slogan as his own, let's go Brandon. Did I mention he's a Democrat? One might wonder if he's the typical, I'm sorry, one might wonder if he's the type of Southern Democrat of an earlier era. He's not running an ideological left versus right campaign after all, but a populist one. Presley is the self-styled, what is a self-styled man? I know what a self-made man is. What is a self-styled man? Says Presley is a self-styled man, self-styled man of the people, in a in, in a state in which twenty percent of the people are poor, the poorest state in the nation. Remember, second least educated state behind West Virginia. Presley relates to voters with his stories of growing up poor, and being raised by a single working mother, of a childhood that sometimes didn't include electricity and running water. <laughs> they love to, love to paint the poor folks. He's also keen to remind the voters that his opponent, Governor Tate Reeves, is an insider with a silver spoon upbringing. It's worth watching Presley's campaign ads to get a sense of his populism and to hear the authentic Magnolia State drawl. If you can't write a campaign check, you're shut out of state government. So for all of those in Mississippi that are left out of the Tate, left out that Tate Reeves doesn't know exist, when my name goes on the ballot in November, your name goes on the ballot in November. I remember Chakwe and Tarlamumba saying that when he got elected, we got elected. Now, he's the only one making any money. <laughs> I guess he was referring to him and the set-asides in Jackson. He was not referring to the people. Yes, that's, that's the vibes I get there. The November 7th election now appears to be too close to call, according to a most recent data, by polling public policy polling. Reeves is only one percentage point away from Presley, 46% and 45% respectively, with the remaining 10% of undecided voters favorable to Presley. If neither candidate reaches 50% plus one vote, they'll have a runoff on November 28th. So how is Presley polling so well? The 3.75 million the Democrat Governors Association poured into the Let's Go Brandon campaign this year definitely doesn't hurt. 
But there's also the support Presley has earned from black voters who are 40% of the state's population. Presley has been endorsed by students, pastors, and community leaders. He's spending over $100,000 advertising on black radio stations. Rep. Benny Thompson, Democrat Mississippi, and Jim Clyburn, Democrat South Carolina, are by his side on the campaign trail. That tells me all I need to know. You're not a conservative. You're not a conservative Democrat if Benny Thompson supports you. You're not a conservative Democrat if Benny Thompson has his side by side with you on the campaign trail. You're just a damn Democrat. Let's just, can we just clear that up real quick? You don't. You're not a conservative. Anything. You are a dying the wool, blue flag flying, rainbow flag flying Democrat. Period. End of discussion. Let's see here, sir. I buy his side on the campaign trail. He traveled to Jackson State University for homecoming. Hell, I've been to Jackson State's homecoming before. And, uh, Mississippi's biggest, one of Mississippi's biggest football events of the year. Alcorn State University and other HBCUs promising not to neglect them the way Reeves has. The conservative governors all and the conservative conservative governors always have. I would like some some proof to back that up. So I would like some proof that conservative governors have never supported HBCUs. I, I want to see how they never supported it. I know that my my president, my Lord and Savior Donald Trump, permanently funded HBCUs. So let's just keep that little nugget in mind. Continuing. On top of that, Presley has campaigned in each of the state's 82 counties by private jet, mind you, after he made fun of people using private jets, said that politicians who campaigned in private jets were out of touch. He campaigned in 82 counties with a private jet. Uh, Let's see here. In each of the state's 82 counties, Reeves, by comparison, has been relatively disengaged from the campaign trail. He's dodged five invitations to debate Presley. For his part, still attended each event in a segment of the campaign he's called Empty Chair October. Presley hauls an empty chair up on stage and satirically debates the absent governor to underscore that for Reeves showing up to answer his constituents isn't a priority. I actually like that. I think that's a good move on Presley's part. I do. I think it's a really good move on Presley's part to show up and let people know that Tate ain't there. Now, Tate has more to lose by going, because I'm going to tell you, Presley is clearly, clearly well-spoken. He connects well. He connects well with the, with the people. Whether I disagree with his politics or not, whether I disagree with him being up there with Benny Thompson or not, when Brandon talks, he's way more relatable than Tate Reeves, even to me. Even to me. But I, I like that. I, I I think that's why this race is so close. <clears throat> Continuing or closing, should I say. So the election is close, but Mississippi is a reliable Republican stronghold. The state has gone for Republican presidents in every single election since 1972, with the exception of Southerner Jimmy Carter in 76. Presley would be the first Democrat governor of Mississippi since the turn of the century. And they made that sound like it was so long ago. They make, they make Ronnie Musgrove seem so long ago, since the turn of the century. <laughs> All right. He said, but what if Reeves and Presley are so ideologically similar as to rule as to rule out the potential for a significant shift in in the deeply traditional southern state? 
no matter who takes home the most votes, the only real policy difference between the two is that Presley wants to take the Medicaid expansion if he can. And so, presented with the choice between a moderate populist Democrat and a generic Republican, who, can, who can't quite satisfy the far right? Does a potential gubernatorial flip even matter? Perhaps a win for Democrats would be the symbolic, would be symbolic in a deep red state. But even if Presley wins, his Medicaid plan and other efforts will be checked at every turn by Republican supermajority in the House and Senate. We do not have a supermajority in the House and Senate here, especially in the Senate. Our, our lieutenant governor is a Democrat. I mean, it's not, it is not even a secret anymore. I 100% believe that Delbert, the Democrat, will 100% approve Medicaid expansion. So I, I wouldn't be so sure that, that Brandon wouldn't be able to get a lot of his policies through at the Capitol, especially on the Senate side. I mean, we're, we're, real clear politics has us as a purple state. You make that make sense for me. So let's see here. It says, uh, and the Democrat candidate is still a social conservative, which is what you must be to win in a state like Mississippi. All right, that was Lauren Les- Lauren Shepard. I can't pronounce her middle name. She's a historian of U.S. higher education, and she's a writer for The Daily Beast. <clears throat> Let me close this out. So I think I was pretty fair there. Uh, um, I have harsh criticisms of both of these candidates. One thing, though, I can look at with Tate, and what pulls me over the across the line with Tate is just simply how he stood up to the free the land idiots in Jackson during the water crisis and called it for what it was, a crisis of incompetence. The crisis of incompetence that had nothing to do with water pipes or any of that other nonsense. So that's what I go back to. I go back to Jackson. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to be fair here. Go ahead and think. I absolutely hated COVID. I appreciate standing up to the free the land idiots. Also have a ton of respect for some of the folks in his cabinet. Sean Tindall, head of, head of DPS. Department of Public Safety, what they've done with putting Bo Lucky and Sim Shanks and that crew down there at the Capitol Police is something I weigh very heavily for. Brandon Presley said one of the first things he was going to do was fire fire Sean Tindall. And I think that probably more than any other single thing for me and for anybody living in Jackson, if you can pull your politics, pull your red-blue politics out of your ass for a minute, anybody in Jackson, that should be the one thing that you vote for Tate Reeves too for, is that he's not going to go disrupt what's been built down there at the Capitol Police and literally helping save Jackson. Let's see here. Let me open up the chats. All right, man, we got a lot of chats here. Let's see here. Uh, James, better than Tater. Can't read uh, MXWE, not going to happen. Apple Rides. Hope you're doing good in Jackson. So no Democrats, they are ruining the country. 
James again says, the ones pulling the puppet strings, let me just pop these on the screen here so everybody can see them. It makes it easier. James says, the, the ones pulling the puppet strings are ruining the state. Tax the churches, step one for fixing the state. They don't want to lose the evangelical vote, though. That's what keeps them in power. I think it's the, I think it's the money from the corporations. Hey, what do I know? So uh, James Reeves will never, <clears throat> will never live down the tamp scandal. I don't think he had anything to do with the tamp scandal. That, that that's been my understanding of this whole thing to begin with. People want to paint it, and I'm again, I'm very careful about not feeling like I'm shilling for Tate here. But I can look at what the Democrats did across the country too. And if I got to pick my poison, if, 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 if the COVID thing is my only gripe and I can live with everything else just based on what my morals and values are and what's important to me, I'm like, all right, I get pull my, hold my nose and vote for, vote for Tate. And I understand what Presley's doing in his mind. Benny's very popular in Mississippi, but he ain't very popular in Mississippi. He's very popular with a certain segment of Mississippians. I just don't think they're going to get out and vote. I don't think he excites the people enough to get out and vote. I think Tate's done enough good. I think, I think most people with sense know that Tate saved Jackson with the water. Most people, when the, when, when the door's shut and they're by themselves, they have to admit that they know Tate saved Jackson from the water crisis, from the crisis of incompetence of Chakwe and Tarlamumba. I like this comment. Mike says, there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat anymore. Not, not one that's actively running in for office. I do believe we have moderate Democrats in the state. I know a few. But they're not politicians. Charlotte says, Reeves did right with COVID mandates and standing up for us when it counted. I'm standing up for him now. He did not do right by us with COVID. That 100% disagree. Let's see. Daniel, don't like either. Should have been another choice. What up, Daniel? I'm with you, man. I, I would have loved to have seen a Robert Foster run again this year. I know he needs just won a seat up there, won a position up there in North Mississippi. But I'd have liked to have seen Robert Foster win again. Uh, run, run again, I'm sorry, for governor. All right. Look, we did that. I've done two lives today on a radio show. I got to get my workout in. I start getting ready for tomorrow. Got two more hours of radio tomorrow. Weird. We're trying to get Tate Reeves and Brandon Presley to come on the radio show this week and have a real conversation with a real Mississippian. They both talk about supporting Mississippians, supporting blue collar, standing up for Mississippians. Well, come on and talk to one. Come on and talk to one that's not a millionaire. Come on and talk to one that ain't got the funding of big corporations. The one that on a, on a state radio station, I'm sorry, the complete opposite of a state radio station, one that doesn't take a penny of taxpayer funds, WYAB. Come talk to me. Come take some questions from the public. That's my challenge to Tate and to Brandon leading up to the election. 
You guys stay blessed, stay safe. Check out the podcast. Search my name, Clay Edwards Show, as you see on the bottom of the screen there. Trying to do more of these lives. Every time I say it, I don't do it. Been doing a bunch on TikTok of all things here lately. We do great engagement there. Thousands and thousands of people watch the lives over there. We're going to go where the people are at. Came over here and did this one just for you guys on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. But we've been doing them daily on TikTok. Go follow me there at SaveJXN. I will see y'all on the radio tomorrow. Peace.